Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Lamed, Daf Thirty, Masechta Rosh Hashanah. Um, friends, what does Daf Thirty talk about? Well, Daf Thirty talks about um, I don't know the difference between like Yavne and Yerushalayim, like that last part of the Mishnah that we saw yesterday. Uh, opinion of Rav Huna there. I don't know some back and forth. Uh, it was spaghetti a little bit before, but uh, it might not be that much spaghetti. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, and then we get to like uh, a new Mishnah that we've actually seen before in Masechta. Where did we see this? In Masechta, um, I don't know, was it Sukkah? I think. Probably. Yeah, uh, and the Masechta Sukkah, maybe Masechta Beitza, um, about um, the Omer offering. Uh, and then also definitely something that we saw in Masechta Beitza about um, when the witnesses show up too late on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, let's jump in. So we're going to start all the way at the bottom of the Chavtes Amud Beiz. Remember, there was a machlokas in the Mishnah between Rabbi Elazar and those who argued on him that said Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai that um, after the base of Mikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai made a takone that wherever there's a bezdin, you can do, um, you can blow shofar on, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Elazar had said that that is only in Yavne. And then they had said to him that, no, it's not just Yavne, it's anywhere where there is a uh, Bezdin. So now, Omar Ravuna says, Ravuna ve'im Bezdin. That says Ravuna that when we blow shofar, it's Davke um, um, in front of the Bezdin. My Vim Bezdin, what does it mean? Vim Bezdin, Bifne Bezdin. Okay. Lafukesh lo Bifne Bezdin. Dilo. Okay. So it says Ravuna that, um, friends, who can tell me what Ravuna says? Ravuna says that when, that when we say that when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, you can blow shofar um, any place where there's a Bezdin, it has to be Mamish in front of Bezdin. Okay. Now the interesting thing is that all Ravuna says is Ve'im Bezdin, right? With Bezdin. The question is what exactly does it mean with Bezdin? We're actually going to see two versions of this. So obviously now we're looking at version one. All right. Version one. Here we go. So it has to be in front of Bezdin. Most of Rav, Rav asked Now the Mishnah had talked about how Yerushalayim kind of was like, had the up, you know, I don't know, one step above Yavne. I don't know. It like a, has like a higher level of Yavne, right? Um, because we said Yavne is just in front of Bezdin, right? It's just in Bezdin. Whereas in Yerushalayim, it's like not just Yerushalayim, but any place that could see Yerushalayim, things like that. So now my Ve'od, Zos. What does it mean, ve'od zos? Let's go weiter for a second. Ilemu kediktani. Zos mi baile. If the Mishnah was really just teaching us sort of the simple level that, you know, what does the Mishnah say? It says, ve'od zos. Where am I? Ve'od zos. I say Yerushalayim Yisrael Yavne. That in this way Yerushalayim was greater than Yavne. Shekol irshe. He roa v'shomaz v'kove v'chol lovo token v'yavne lo hayu token el v'bezne b'vat. Right. So if we're just saying, look, Yerushalayim is greater than Yavne to the extent that it's not just in the Beis Hamikdash; it's like anywhere surrounding Yerushalayim as well. Whereas Yavne, it's only in Bezdin. Rava says, look, if it was just teaching us that, then what's the deal with the word ve'od zos? It would just be the zosaisa Yerushalayim Yisera Yavne. What's ve'od? Ve'od must be teaching us something that isn't written in the text. So what's that? Right, so 
So says Rave, so maybe we'll suggest that what it means is that in Jerusalem, even individuals can blow shofar, not just in uh, the Beis HaMikdash. Whereas in Yavne, in Tokin Yechidin, whereas in Yavne, individuals would not blow the shofar. Only the appointees of Bezdin would blow shofar. But is that really true? With Yavne, in Tokin Yechidin, is it really true that in Yavne, individuals don't blow the shofar? But okay, also in Yitzchok, by Yosef Amr, when Ravitzchok by Yosef came from Yitzchok to Bavel, he said, that when the Shliach Tzibur would finish blowing shofar in Yavne, that after the, the Shliach Tzibur would finish blowing shofar in Yavne, you couldn't hear, you couldn't hear anything other than shofar blast throughout the entire Yavne. I.e., we see that all sorts of individuals were blowing shofar in Yavne. So it can't be that what makes Yerushalayim greater than Yavne is that in Jerusalem, uh, individuals can blow shofar, but in Yavne they can't because what, what we see from the testimony of Rav Yitzhak by Yosef, apparently in Yavne, the indiv- plenty of individuals blew shofar to the extent that you couldn't hear anything other than the shofar. So I love the Yerushalayim token, Bein Bizman Bezdin, Uven Shiloh Bizman Bezdin. So, rather, what it must mean is that in Jerusalem, they blow shofar, whether it's at the time that Bezdin is in session, which is until six hours of the day, or whether it is um, not at the time that Bezdin is in session, whereas whereas in Yavne, what it means is that they only blow the shofar when Bezdin is in session, but when Bezdin is not in session, they could blow um, shofar. Uh, they, they, they do not blow shofar, right? So in Jerusalem, you can blow shofar whether Bezdin is currently in session. I.e., it's the first six hours of the day, whether they're not currently in session. Whereas in Yavne, you can only blow shofar when Bezdin is in session. However, here comes Rav's argument, which is, but in Yavne, as long as Bezdin is in session, even uh, you can blow shofar even not in front of Bezdin. That is Rav's Kasha and Rafuna. Rafuna had said that in Yavne, you could blow shofar since there's a Bezdin there, but it would have to be in front of Bezdin. Rav wants to argue that what makes Jerusalem uh, on a higher level than Yavne is that in Jerusalem, they could blow shofar whether Bezdin is currently in session or whether they're not currently in session, whereas in Yavne, they can only blow shofar when Bezdin is, is in session. However, as long as Bezdin is in session, wants to argue Rava, in Yavne, they could blow shofar even not in front of Bezdin, which would therefore be a kasha on Rav Huna who says that you can only blow shofar in Yavne in front of Bezdin. Friends, that was awesome, right? Let's move on. Lo. The ilubi Yerushalayim token bein b'fnei bezdin bein shelo b'fnei bezdin uviavne b'fnei bezdin in shelo b'fnei bezdin lo. Whereas the Gemara says no, Rav Huna is right that in Yavne it would have to be in front of bezdin, and this is how to understand it. That what makes Jerusalem greater than Yavne is that so both in Jerusalem and in Yavne you can only blow shofar as long as bezdin is in session. There's no blowing shofar when bezdin is out of session. Both in Jerusalem and in Yavne, you can only blow shofar as long as Bezdin is in session. However, in Jerusalem, you can blow shofar whether in front of Bezdin, whether not in front of Bezdin, whereas in Yavne, you can only blow shofar in front of Bezdin. Therefore, Rafuna is upheld, and that is uh, and, and Zel.
And Rav Huna is saying, therefore, that in Yavne, you can only blow shofar in front of Bezin, not, not in front of Bezin. Or in other words, even, wait, what? Uh, uh, you see, that's the problem with double, double negatives. They get confusing. In Yavne, you can only blow shofar in front of Bezin. Okay, let's say like this. If you're not, no, that's double negative. If you're not in front of Bezin, you may not blow shofar. No, but then you just have to forget about the second part of the statement. Just say the first part of the statement. In Yavne, you can only blow shofar in front of Bezin. Full stop. Don't get into the negative because then you have to do a double negative, which gets confusing. So always focus on the positive, not the double negatives to all the computer programmers there. Always go with the positive, not the double negative. Got it? Good. Let's move on. Um, fine. Um, Alright. Um, moving on. So, we had just understood Rav Huna to be referring to our Mishnah, right? That our Mishnah said that, you know, uh, Jerusalem is greater than Yavne, and we said that in Yavne you can blow shofar since there's a Bezdin, but it says Rav Huna would have to be in front of Bezdin, right? In Bezdin. Now, there are those who say that what Rufuna is referring to is actually a different case. It doesn't have to do with Jerusalem, Yavne, eh, Rosh Hashanah, and Shabbos. As, uh, actually, still Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos, but not Jerusalem and Yavne. Here we go. There are those who teach um, Rufuna in the following Pasuk. That the Pasuk says that on, when, uh, on Yom Kippur of Yovel, you're going to blow shofar in all of your land. It teaches, which teaches that every individual needs to blow shofar on Yom Kippur of Yovel. Amr Rufuna. Vim Bezdin. Says Rufuna. And with Bezdin. Maivim Bezdin. What does it mean with Bezdin? Bizman Bezdin. It means, not like we explained to Rufuna earlier, but earlier we said in Bezdin means in front of Bezdin. No. No. We're understanding Rufuna to mean Bizman Bezdin. That that when you blow shofar on Yom Kippur of Yovel, it is during the time of Bezdin. To the exclusion of if it's outside of the time of Bezdin, i.e. if it's after six hours a day, you would not blow shofar. Um, and this is referring to when Yom Kippur is on Shabbos, I believe. Okay. Fine. Masiv Rave. Now Rave asks a kasha. Now, Rav says, one second. We have a Bryce that says, you can skip towards Rosh Hashanah. You have the Bryce that says that blowing of the shofar of um, uh, Yom Kippur of Yovel is Doche Esa Shabbos Bigvulin Ishuveso. Outside of the Beis Amikdash, you know, uh, 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 a man and his family and his household. Maishuveso, what does it mean a man and his household? If we're talking about a man and his and his wife, it's mimchayva. But is a is his wife obligated to hear the shofar and him kipper of yovav? It's mitzvah essay that is time bound, right? It's only on a specific time, yom kipper of yovav. And any mitzvah, any positive commandment that is time bound, that is uh, 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 you know within a certain time frame, so women are peturis. So what does it mean that um, that um, that um, on Yovel, that on Yom Kippur of Yovel, blowing the shofar is Doches uh, Shabbos, Bigvul and Ish, 
uveso. Selav ish bebeso. It means uh, a, a fellow in his house. Ba'afidu shelo bezman bezdin, even if it is not the time that bezdin is in session, lo lo'olam bezman bezdin. To which Sigmar says, no, that's not a good proof. It is talking about when bezdin is in session. Kidu, each fellow in his own house blows shofar on um, Yom Kippur of Yovel that falls out on Shabbos in his own house as long as um, it's during the, you know, Bezdin is in session. All right. Um, all right. Well, so if Huna says it has to be as long as Bezdin is in session, Rav asked the Kasha, we said no Kasha Vaiter. Fine. Master Rav Sheshis. Now Rav Sheshis asked the question. Shava Yovel Rosh Hashanah. Okay, as we've seen a few times, uh, Yom Kippur of Yovel is uh, equal to Rosh Hashanah. In what ways? The Tkiyav of the Brachis. For the shofar blowing, as well as the blessings in the Shemun Esrei. Elo. Shebiyovo token, Bein bebezden shekit shubo asachodesh, Uvein bebezden shlokit shubo asachodesh. That, the difference is that on Yom Kippur of Yovel, they blow shofar, whether it's in uh, the Sanhedrin, where they were Mekadesh the Chodesh, in the large bezden, where they were Mekadesh the Chodesh, or whether it's not in the Sanhedrin. V'choyachav v'yochad v'chayv l'tkoa, and every individual has an obligation to blow shofar. V'rosh Hashanah, Whereas in Rosh Hashanah, Lo'ayu token, Ela, Bebezin Shekid Shubo Esachodesh, they would only blow shofar in the Sanhedrin, where they were Mekadesh Tachodesh, Ve'en kol yachid v'yachid chayiv l'skoah, and not every individual is chayiv to blow shofar. Ma'en kol yachid v'yachid chayiv l'skoah, what does it mean that not every individual is chayiv to blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah? Yilema, Tebyovo token yichidin, Rosh Hashanah token yichidin, well if you're going to suggest that it means that on Yovel, individuals blow shofar, but on Rosh Hashanah, individuals do not blow shofar. But one second, when Rav Yitzchak Yosef came from Yitzchak to Bavel, he said, that when the Shliach Tzibur, the messenger of the congregation, would finish blowing shofar in Yavne, you wouldn't be able to hear anything because there would be so many shofar blasts coming... Uh, um, emanating from individual lungs. So, so we see that, um, even on Rosh Hashanah, individuals blow shofar. So rather, what we want to suggest is that what the Bryce is saying is that on Yovel, you can blow shofar, um, individuals blow shofar, whether during the time that Bezin is in session, whether in the time the Bezin is not in session, when Rosh Hashanah was man Bezin in, Shlob was man Bezin in low, whereas on Rosh Hashanah, um, individuals would only blow shofar when uh, Bezin is in session. Um, and now here comes the double negative, but not when Bezin is not in session. Okay, again, focusing on the positive, only when Bezin is in session. Okay, fine. Katoni Mias, Biyovel, so what do we see? That when it comes to Yovel, Bain bizman bezdin, bain shiloh bizman bezdin. So what we see, or what we're arguing that the Bryce is saying, is that when it comes to Yovel, um, individuals can blow shofar whether bezdin is in session, whether bezdin is not in session, which is therefore a question on Ravuna, who made the argument that when it comes to um, Yovel, uh, when Yom Kippur of Yovel is on Shabbos, um, Ravuna says that you can only blow shofar during the time of bezdin, but not outside of that. Whereas if Sheshis wants to argue from this Brisa that on Yovel you could blow shofar whether Bezin is in session, whether Bezin is not, is in session, lo, lo, olim, bizman, Bezin. To which the Gemara says, nope. Nope. Um, right. Uh, to which the Gemara says, no. Um, 
actually what the Brisa is saying is that even on Yovel, when individuals blow shofar, it would have to be when Bezdin is in session. However, Katani, this is the distinction between Yovel and Rosh Hashanah. The Yovel, that when it comes to Yovel, Bizman Bezdin token, Bain Bifne Bezdin, Bain Shilobifne Bezdin, that, um, and Yovel, that, um, as long as Bezdin is in session, so then you could blow shofar whether in front of Bezdin, whether not in front of Bezdin. Whereas Rosh Hashanah, token Bizman Bezdin, Uvifne Bezdin. Whereas in Rosh Hashanah, not only would have Bezdin have to be in session, but it would also have to be in front of Bezdin. So, so, so the Gemara says, like Rav Huna, that you would only be able to blow shofar on Yovel as long as Bezdin is in session. Um, the difference is that as long as Bezdin is in session on Yovel, you could blow shofar, individuals can blow shofar whether in front of Bezdin, whether not in front of Bezdin, whereas Rosh Hashanah, it would have to be not only when Bezdin is in session, but also in front of Bezdin. Lemaise. Oh, the paper boy. There he goes. Drives off into the night. Okay. Itmar Nami Amr B'chir Bagamda, Amr B'yosi Ben Shol, Amr Rebbe, who's also stated that says B'chir Bagamda, the name of Rebbe Yosef Ben Shol, in the name of Rebbe, in token Ella, Kozmanche Bezdin Yoshvin, that they would only blow shofar as long as Bezdin was in session by Reb Zera. Reb Zera asked Akasha, What if they were like, gonna get up, about, they were getting up, but didn't quite get up yet. Alright? Bezdin Yoshvin Bayinan Vaika, Odumazman Bezdin Bayinan Baleka, Teku. Do we say, well, we just need Bezdin to be there and they're still there? Or do we say, yeah, but they have to be in session, they're no longer in session because they're getting up. Guess what the Gemara says? So in these ways, Jerusalem was greater than Yavne in that it wasn't limited to only the Besamitash. It was also sort of these like meta areas. Oh, that's a, that's a problem. Did Facebook just ruin the word meta? Oof. That's rough. That's rough. That's pretty rough. Oof. That's a tough one. Meta is a really good word. Oof. That's a tough one. Oof. That's hard. Google didn't ruin the word alphabet. But I think Facebook just ruined the word meta. Oh, that's rough. Meta is a good word. Oof. Okay. Oof. It's a rough one. Oof. All right. Wow. Sorry. Got to take a minute to regain my composure. We just lost a solid word. Oh, man. Oof. All right. Let's go weiter. Roet pratli yosheves benachal. So when, 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 um, when, uh, it says that in Jerusalem, you could, uh, as long as you could see Jerusalem, so you can, I guess, blow shofar. So pratli yosheves benachal to the, uh, exclusion of a city that isn't like in a valley. That they can't see Jerusalem. Shomas pratli Yosheves Shahar, They have to be able to hear it to the ex- exclusion of, of of a city like on a mountain. I guess they can't hear it. Um, all right, Krova pratli Yosheves Chutz It has to be close, i.e., within the Tchum Shabbos. Vichol level pratli Mavsik Lo Nahara. And also, you technically have to be able to get there. Um, but if it's um, if there's like a river in between and you can't get there, even if it's very close, Lemaisa. Um, I guess you won't be able to blow shofar. Over there. Alright, friends. We're getting up to a new Mishnah. If you have deja vu, mm, okay. 
So initially, as we learned in Mesechta Sukkah, the Lulav would be taken in the Beis HaMikdash all seven days, and outside of the Beis HaMikdash just for one day. Mishachayev, right, as Rashi points out, says, that before the Ebishter, you'll be happy for seven days. So you take the uh, Lulav seven days in the Beis HaMikdash, whereas you only take the um, uh, Lulav on the first day, that's outside of the Beis HaMikdash. Mishachayev Beis HaMikdash, once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, he's going to be Yochanan ben Zakai, Sheilulav Nito Bamedina Shiva, Zeichel HaMikdash. But after the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai made a, 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 a takone that we take the Lulav all seven days um, as a remembrance to the Beis HaMikdash. Vishay Yom HaNeif, Kulo Asr, and that the, um, the um, Yom HaNeif, that the day of the, uh, that we offer the, um, Korban Omer, i.e. the second day of Pesach, the 16th day of Nisan, um, you're not allowed to eat Chodosh that entire day. Meaning when the Beis HaMikdash was around, so once they offered the Korban Omer, so you can eat the Chodosh, you can eat the new uh, grain, the grain that was harvested that year. However, uh, now that there's no Beis HaMikdash, technically speaking, you can already eat Chodosh from dawn. Right? If, if, there, if there's no Beis HaMikdash, so Mimele, there's no Korban Omer, so you don't have to wait until the Korban Omer is offered. You can technically speak in Mida Oraisa, we'll see, maybe it's Machlokas, but for now we're assuming that Mida Oraisa, you could technically eat the Chodesh already, if there's no Beis HaMikdash, you can eat it from, from, from the beginning of the day, on the 16th day of Nisan. However, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakeh made a Takone, that nowadays we do not eat Chodesh from the beginning of the 16th day of Nisan, rather we... Um, we, uh, the entire day, you're not allowed to eat Chodesh, wait until the next day to eat the new, um, the grain from the new year. Okay. Um, fine. How do we know that there's this concept of doing things to remember the Beis HaMikdash? Because the Pasuk says, I will make a, um, I don't know, a, 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 um, oh gosh, like, what's a Rucha? Uh, a remedy for you? And I will heal you from your wounds, Neum Hashem, the word of God. They called you sort of, um, uh, what's that? Abandoned. Uh, it is Zion and nobody um, Dorish is seeking it. Um, which implies that, well, we don't want nobody to be seeking Jerusalem. So if we have to seek it, how do we seek it? By doing things to remember Jerusalem. Like, um, shaking the, like, like taking the lulav, uh, all seven days of sukkah. Vishay Yoma Nev Kulo Also, friends, this is a Gemara that we saw in Mesech the Sukkah. The Rabbi Yochanan Menzaka said that the 16th day of Nisan, uh, nowadays, you may not eat Chodosh the entire 16th day, even though, Mida Oraisa, you'd be allowed to eat Chodosh already from, uh, the morning. So, my timer. How come? How come Rabbi Yochanan Menzaka felt that we need to make this um, Takana, to refrain from eating Chodosh the entire 16th day of Nisan. Mary Yibana Beis HaMikdash V'yomru, well, because we're concerned that the Beis HaMikdash, or we're hoping, we're assuming that the Beis HaMikdash will be uh, rebuilt at any time. And V'yomru, and then the people are going to say, Ishtaked, last year, last year didn't we eat the Chodosh already from the beginning of the day when the sun rose in the east, lit up the east. 
So therefore they'll say, even now, uh, this year also, now that there's a Beis HaMikdash, and really you have to wait until the Korban Omer is offered before you can eat the Chadash, but they're going to say, well, last year didn't we eat Chadash from the beginning of the day? So they'll do the same thing now, and, and that will be a mistake. But Yadi, they didn't know, the Omer, that last year there was no Omer, and therefore, Heir Mizrach, Hitir. That once the, 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 the eastern horizon became light, it was already Mutrati to Chadash, whereas Hashta, whereas now it is a Besamikdash, Dika Omer, that there's the Korban Omer, Omer Matir. The Korban Omer is going to, um, allow, you know, the, the eating of the Chadash, i.e., you have to wait until the Chadash is uh, until the Omer is offered to be able to eat the Chadash. And therefore, out of concern, that people are going to say, wait, well, last year, didn't we eat um, at the beginning of the day? So they'll eat at the beginning of the day now, but now they won't realize that that's because there was no Besamikdash last year. So in order to avoid this, um, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai said, nowadays, don't eat Chadash the entire 16th day, so that Mimele, you know, if you eat Chadash the next day on the 17th, you know, whether there's no Besamikdash, whether there is a Besamikdash, you'll be okay. Now the Gemara asks, one second. When is the, um, when is, like what's our concern? Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, fine, so now, you know, kind of like, uh, what's that called? Kind of heavy handed over here. He said, okay, I had a concern, so now the entire 16th day, you're not allowed to eat Chadosh. Why did he have to make Xero for the entire 16th day? It's a little bit heavy handed. When is he concerned that the Beis HaMikdash is going to be rebuilt? If he's concerned, well, what if the Beis HaMikdash is built on the 16th day of Nisan? Well, if it's built on the 16th day of Nisan, and the third Beis HaMikdash, right, as Rashi points out, the last words on the page of Rashi, the Ebrister is going to build the, the Beis HaMikdash, the third Beis HaMikdash is going to come down immediately. And therefore, um, if it comes down immediately on the 16th day, in the middle of the day at some point, well, at the beginning of the day, the basic Mikdash wasn't yet rebuilt. And therefore, if we're going to say that Midah Oraisa from the beginning of the day, you can already eat the Chadosh. So then what's Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's concern? Kilu, even if the basic Mikdash comes down on the 16th day of Nisan, well, at the beginning of the 16th day, there was no basic Mikdash yet, which means that, you know, there's no problem with them eating um, um, uh, Chadosh from the beginning of the day, because at that point, there was no basic Mikdash yet anyways. Okay, well, maybe we're concerned that the Beis HaMikdash will be rebuilt the day before, on the 15th day of Nisan. And therefore, comes the 16th day, already there was the Beis HaMikdash, and if we allow them to eat Chadash from the beginning of the day, well then, but now there's a Beis HaMikdash, you have to wait until the Omer is offered. So that's his concern. But if that's the case, well then, why does Rabbi Yochanan have to be so heavy-handed? Fine, I understand why they would be unable to eat Chodosh now from the beginning of the day, but they should be allowed to eat it from Chatzos and on. The Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, right, from noon and on, as we learn in the Mishnah, Harachokin, that the people who live far away from Jerusalem, Michatzos Hayom, Ulohalon, they are allowed to eat Chodosh from noon onwards. Nefishim Bezdin Limbo, because Bezdin is not lazy. Bezdin is fastidious, and they will get uh, and they will they will offer the Omer as quickly as possible, so that you can assume that even if, you know during the time of the Beis Hamikdash, even if you live far away from the Beis Hamikdash, by noon you could already eat from the new grain because um, by noon you could already eat from the new grain because you can assume that by noon already 
the, 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 the offering was offered. So therefore, why does Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai have to say that nowadays you're not allowed to eat Chodosh for the entire 16th day? Say that nowadays you're not allowed to eat Chodosh until Chatzos. But after Chatzos, you can. Because even if the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt, so after Chatzos, even during the time of the Beis HaMikdash, you're allowed to eat Chodosh anyways. So why do you have to say the entire 16th day is not allowed? So well, what if the Beis HaMikdash is immediately rebuilt the 15th day of Nisan at night? Uh, well, close to, to sunset or at night. In which case, you know, even with Bezdin being fastidious, it's so last minute that they actually will need the entire 16th day in order to prepare the Korban Omer. Generally, they could get started on the Korban, on the Korban Omer earlier. And they, therefore, they would be able to be done by Chatzos. But if the Beis Hamidrash suddenly comes down, you know, in the middle of the night, on the between the night of the 15th and the 16th, and they're rushing to get the Omer together, they'll only be able to get it all together by the end of the day of the 16th. And in that case, we wouldn't want people eating the Chadash from from noon. So therefore, out of concern that the Beis Hamidrash will be rebuilt at the, on the 15th at night, and it will take them the whole the Quranim the whole day to prepare the Korban Omer. So out of concern for that, Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh said that nowadays um, only eat Chodosh starting from day 17 of Nisan, but the entire day 16th of Ni- day 16 of Nisan, the Chodosh is off limits. Okay, fine. Rabbi Yochum uh, Yitzchak Amr, Rabbi Yochum and Ben Zakeh, B'shitas Rabbi Yehuda Amr. Oh. So it says Rabbi Yochum Yitzchak that when Rabbi Yochum Ben Zakeh made this takana, it's because he was um, assuming like Rabbi Yehuda assumes, which is that... Um, actually, the entire 16th, that when there's no Beis HaMikdash, we had assumed, I was saying up until now, that when there's no Beis HaMikdash, you can eat Chodosh already from Mishahe or Mizrach, from the beginning of the day, right? That's what the Gemara was assuming. However, Abihuda's opinion is that actually, when there's no Beis HaMikdash, the entire 16th day, you're not allowed to eat. Chodosh, and therefore Avnachum Ba'itzchik says that Rabbi Yochanan Metzakai was assuming like that, that on the uh, that when there's no Beis Hamikdash, mid Oraisa, you're not allowed to eat Chodosh for the entire 16th day. The Omar that Rabbi Yehuda says, and we're assuming that now remember Rabbi Yehuda was much later than Rabbi Yochanan Metzakai, but still we're assuming that they they were on the same page. That Rabbi Yehuda says at Etzem Ayomazeh, then when the pasuk says that uh, you have to wait to eat Chodosh at Etzem Ayomazeh. It means until the, until that day, until the 16th day, and ad that, that, that it's up to and including. And therefore, the 16th day as well, do not eat chadash, only eat chadash starting the 17th day. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai assumes like Rabbi Yehuda, uh, like, you know, that, 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 like that, uh, approach, which is that the entire 16th day nowadays is also Mido Orai. So that's what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, that nowadays we don't eat Chodosh uh, on the 16th day at all. And we say, Avrila, Kavasi, but does Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka really hold like Rabbi Yehuda? One second, Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka and Rabbi Yehuda argue. The Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, Mishachai, Besamikdash, and Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka, Shayom and Nefkulo Asr, that when the Besamikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka made a takana, Midir Abanon. He decided that nowadays you don't eat Chodosh for the entire 16th day. And Rabbi Yudah says that what do you mean? Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai made a takana. I thought Midor Rais it's also. 
And it says until this very day, and up till and including. So Midoraisa we don't eat Chodash on the entire 16th day. So it sounds like Rabbi Yochum and Zakai is arguing with Rabbi Yehuda. How could we be saying that Rabbi Yochum and Zakai agrees with? To which the Gemara says, no. Rabbi Yehuda in that price was making a mistake. Meaning Rabbi Yochanan the price had said that uh, according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, um, that, uh, wait, is this a Mishnah somewhere? Oh, it looks like it's a Mishnah, the Rabbi Yochanan. Oh, it sounds like it's a Mishnah. But anyways, in this Mishnah then, um, Rabbi Yehuda made a mistake. Meaning Rabbi Yochanan Metzake had said that uh, now that the Beis Hamikdash is destroyed, so then um, Chodosh is also the entire 16th day, right? And he says it's a Takana. Rabbi Yehuda understood that to mean that Rabbi Yochanan Metzake is saying that Midoraisa it's allowed, but that Midorabanan, Rabbi Yochanan Metzake is saying that nowadays he made a Takana not to eat 16, uh, not, not, not to eat Chodosh for the entire 16th day. Rabbi Yehuda said, what do you mean that you made a Takana? That implies it's Dorabanan, but that's not true. It's Midoraisa. But the truth is, Rabbi Yudu is making a mistake. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai also says that it's Mida Oraisa. But what do you mean? How could Rabbi Yochanan Zakai be assuming it's Mida Oraisa? Then what's, the, what's his takana? Takana is the Rabbana. You don't, you don't need to make a takana if it's already also Mida Oraisa. So Darish Vizkin. No, it means that he darshan the pasuk of Ad Etzma Yom Azet to say that nowadays Mida Oraisa, you're not allowed to eat Chadosh on this, the entire 16th day of Nisan. So, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, when he says Hiskin Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, meaning he said that nowadays that there's no Beis Hamikdash anymore, he took a look at the pasuk and he made a drasha. It says that it's It means until this very day, which is the 16th day of Nisan, and Arva Arbacha for the entire 16th day of Nisan, we don't need Chadash, and it's Mida Oraisa. Rabbi Yehuda made a mistake because he thought that when Rabbi Yochanan, when it says Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai made a takana, it means Mida Rabbanan. No, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai also assumed it was the Oraisa, and Rabbi Yehuda also says the Oraisa, so they are actually in the same. Boat. New Mishnah Barishana, you makabin edus achodesh kolayom. Ho ho. Friends, do you remember this from Dafayev Mesechdis Beitza? That initially, on Rosh Hashanah, they would accept testimony about the new moon all day, right? Comes the 30th day of Elul. So we have to assume that it's Rosh Hashanah, even though the testimony hasn't come yet. But, you know, if when the testimony comes and people will say that they saw the new moon, then the 30th day is going to be Rosh Hashanah. So you got to already from the night before assume. That it's Rosh Hashanah. Now, now initially, on the 30th day of Elul, so they're waiting around, you know, assuming that it's Rosh Hashanah just in case. They're waiting, waiting, waiting. And whenever the witnesses would come, they would accept them. Even if they came, Mamash, right before Shkia, they would accept the witnesses. So Mamash, the whole day was in limbo. Finally, like right before Shkia, the witnesses come. And they testified, they saw the new moon, boom, retroactively, it's clear that today was Rosh Hashanah, and that's that. Now, Pam Achaz, one time, But one time, that's exactly what happened, one time, the witnesses came super late in the day, after already the Korban Tamash Rabbeinu Arbayim was offered, and with the Korban Tamash Rabbeinu Arbayim, the, um, the Levim, we're gonna to have to see what this means exactly, but they messed up with the with the with the Shir Shalyom, with the song that they would sing with the Korbatam Shobir Arbaim, because they didn't yet know that it was Rosh Hashanah at the time, because the witnesses only came later. So again, Pam Achas Nishdua Aidim Lavo, one time the witnesses came late, and the Levim messed up with the song with the by, by the Korbatam Shobin Arbaim.
So therefore, from that point on, they made a takane that on Rosh Hashanah, on the 30th day of Elul, they only received testimony about um, the new moon until Mincha. But if, if they hadn't yet come before Mincha, and then the witnesses, and then the Kohanim offered the Korbatam Shabin Arboy, and, um, you know, they, and, and with, with the Shir Shalyom. So then, um, then we, then we basically just, um, established the next day as Rosh Hashanah. And if the witnesses come, um, after the Korbatam Shabin Arboy was offered, so then they just, Memele today was, uh, treated as if it was Rosh Hashanah. And tomorrow also they establish as actually being Rosh Hashanah, two days of Rosh Hashanah. Um, fine. Um, once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, so Rabbi Yochanan Menzakai said that we can receive testimony about the new moon um, all day on uh, the first day of, uh, on day 30 of Elul, um, even after, you know, even late in the day. So the Gemara wants to know, so we had said, right, we just said in our Mishnah, that one time was the 30th day of Elul, and the witnesses came very late in the day, and then um, the the uh, Kohanim messed up with the, the song that they sang with the Korban Tomah Shobin Avayim. How exactly did they mess up? So in Bavl they say that they messed up in that they didn't say any song at all. It was Mincha. They had to offer the Korban Tamil Shabin Arbaim. The witnesses, no witnesses had come yet. So they didn't know. Is today Rosh Hashanah? Is today not Rosh Hashanah? So they didn't sing any song at all with the Korban Tamil Shabin Arbaim. And then the witnesses came later. It turns out it was Rosh Hashanah. They didn't sing anything at all. It was a mess. Reb Zeir said, No, what it means is that since the witnesses had not yet come, they assumed since the witnesses had not yet come, they assumed, they had to assume that it was a weekday. Because no witnesses came to testify about the new moon. So they assumed that it was a weekday. So they sang the song of whatever day of the week it was. And then the witnesses came and it turned out that they made a mistake because they should have been singing the song for Rosh Hashanah. Is this two days in a row that we saw? Yeah, two days in a row that we see Rebzeir's son Ahava. Rebzeri said to them, said to Ahava, his son, go teach them the following b'risa in Bavel. In Bavel, they said that they didn't sing any shir shayom at all, any shir at all with the Korban Tom Shobin Abayim. Says Rebzeri to Ahava, his son, go tell them the following b'risa. So they made a takana not to accept testimony about the new moon on the 30th day of Elul. Elul, kideshiyei, shauz bayom, lakriv t'midin musafin v'niskeim. Only, right, there has to be enough time still in the day so that they can offer the Korban Tomid Shabbat Rabbi, right, the, the Korban Tomid, the Musa, the Korban Musaf, their libations, Vilomar Shira, Shalom B'Shibush, and so that they could say that, sing the song without messing up. Yomar B'Shlomo, Omar Shira, Dechol, Hanudik Shibush. And Rebzeir wants to therefore argue that we see from the Brisa that if we're talking about, that we don't, right, that we want to allow them to say the Shira, the song without Without um, messing up. So what does it mean to mess up? Well, you mess up by saying the wrong one. Kilo, I understand if what it means that they messed up was that if the witnesses come too late in the day, well, then they would have said the shir, right, the, the song of a weekday, whereas they should have said the song for Rosh Hashanah. 
But But if you say that they didn't sing anything at all, so how did they mess up? They just didn't do anything. They didn't mess up. If you actually like sing the wrong thing, Rabzir wants to argue that that's considered messing up. And therefore Rabzir says, you see, it makes sense to argue that they said the wrong song. They said the song of the week when they should have said the song for Rosh Hashanah. But if you say that they posh it, um, didn't say any song at all. So how exactly did they mess up per se? So and for the Gemara came into law Amur Klal in the Sam for the Gemara, well, by not singing any song whatsoever, so that's I guess the worst you could do, which is super interesting actually. Interesting that the Gemara is assuming that inaction is the worst possible thing. You know, if they sang the wrong song, okay, so they so they so they so they messed up. But since they didn't, but if you argue that they didn't sing anything at all, that's actually way worse. There's no greater mess up than this, right? Inaction, there's nothing greater, great, greaterly wrong than inaction. If they did something, they messed up, fine, whatever, they messed up. But when you say that, but if they didn't do anything at all, you could argue that that's arguably, um, um, there's nothing worse than inaction. Very interesting. Okay. Okay, we have a Brisa that says that the Korban Tamat Shor Shashone Shachris, that the Korban Tamat Shor Shachar and Ushashone, Kariv Kilchaso, was just offered like a regular weekday Korban Tamat with the, with the weekday Shir Shalyom, with the weekday song. But Musaf Mao Omer, Hainino de Lukimuzeno, Harir de Leloke Yaakov. And then, if the witnesses came and said that it is, um, right, that it is, um, um, that it is, uh, Rosh Hashanah, so then they would sing at Musaf the, uh, Perak of Tilim of Harninu le Kimuzenu, Hariu le Loke Yaakov, right, blow shofar to the God of Jacob, Bemincha Mao Omer, and then at Mincha, what's the song that they sing? Kol Hashem Yochil Midbar, that the, um, voice of God, um, 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 you know, shakes up the desert, which reminds us of Matan Torah when they were chauffeurs and stuff. And what if Rosh Hashanah is a Thursday? So already at the Korban Tamat Shachar, they they said um, the the Shir Shayom, which is Then the witnesses came and said it's Rosh Hashanah. So now it comes to Musaf. So what do you do? So lo haya omer b'shachris. I'm sorry, lo haya omer. So at Musaf. Wait, what? Lo haya omer b'shachris aninu mpnei shechoza v'kofel saperik. Ah, okay, fine. Wait, I'm sorry. If 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 Rosh Hashanah is on a Thursday and the witnesses came before the korban tamim shachar, so now already they know that um, it's going to be uh, Rosh Hashanah today. So now, if they say the regular Shir Shalyom at Shach, with the Korban Tamash Shachar, because we just said that, well, you know, in general, on the 30th day of Elo, so Korban Tamash Shachar, uh, generally the witnesses would not have yet arrived, so they would just say the regular Shir Shalyom. But what about if it's a Thursday, and the Shir Shalyom is the same Shir Shalyom that they're going to say at Musaf, which is Hanin Lelukim Muzena, Leloke Yaakov, and the witnesses came this year before the Korban Tamash Shachar was offered, so they know already at the time of the Korban Tamash Shachar that today is going to be Rosh Hashanah, and therefore the question is, if they say the regular Shir Shayom, they're just going to be repeating it at Musaf. So therefore, 
Right? So again, Vizman Shachorosh Hashanah, there was Bechamisha Bishabbos, Shashirah Shalor Aninu, Lelukim Uzenu, Lohaya Omer Bishachros Aninu. So then, that, then they, at Shachros, they would not say the regular Shashayom, because then at Musaf, they're going to just be saying it again. So Lamao Omer, so what do you say? Asirosi, Misevel Shechmo. Okay, so instead he said, Asirosi, Misevel Shechmo, which is interesting because it's just a few psukim later in the same parak, but okay. Vimbao Edim, Achor, Tomash Shachar. And if the witnesses came after the Tomash Shachar, Omer Aninu, Afalpi, Okay, and if the witnesses came after the Korban Tomah Shachar was offered, so then Mimela already at the Korban Tomah Shachar, they said the regular Shir Shayom, because the witnesses had not yet come. And then they repeated again at uh, Musaf and, and whatever. It is what it is. Now, So I understand if you say that, well, whenever we're not sure you know what what's going to be so then we say the regular uh, uh song of the weekday so therefore right that's why we say that we repeat it right meaning we had just said in the brisa that if at the time that so it's a thursday and at the time that it came to thomas shachar the witnesses had not yet come and we don't know if they're going to come and we're saying that well okay we don't know but just do the regular weekday shir shalyom and then if they end up coming, so then we'll just say it again at Musa. Right? So it says the Gemara, I understand that whenever we're uncertain, such as here, the witnesses are not yet come. We don't know if they are going to come, then today's going to be Rosh Hashanah. And if we say the regular Shir Shayom now, we're going to be repeating it at Musaf. But if they don't come, so then, okay, we'll say the regular Shir Shayom and that's fine. So I'm going to the we'll say the weekday song. Okay, well, I get it, right? We're not sure. And we're saying, well, I'll just say it anyways and repeat it if you have to. But if you're going to say that when you're not sure, you don't say it at all, so what does it mean that you just say it and then repeat it if you need to? And therefore, the way that it ties in to our Mishnah is that when we say that when the witnesses came too late in the day and they messed up with the Shir Shayom, so, the same thing should apply, which is that they're not sure if the witnesses are going to come. And just like by the Tomah, Korban Tomah Shoshacha, when they weren't sure if the witnesses were going to come, they repeat it. Uh, they, 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 they say the weekday one. So then also, um, by the Korban Tomah Shobin Arbaim, when they're not sure if the witnesses are going to come, so then, um, they should say the regular, shil, the Shir Shayom of the week as well. So Amphor the Gemara Shani Asun Dishir Diyomihi. So the Gemara says, look, it's different when it comes to the Korban Tamar Shoshachar and the Korban Tamar Shobinar Right? Even though by the Korban Tamar Shoshachar, we say that even though we're not sure if the witnesses are going to come yet, so you still say the um, Shir Shayom of the regular day. Because that's the Shir Shayom, right? In any event, on Rosh Hashanah, you say the regular Shir Shayom anyways, right? Uh, if Rosh Hashanah is on a Monday, so the Korban Tamar Shoshachar, you're going to say the Shir Shayom of Monday. You're still going to say it. Right, so therefore, you know, when it's a Thursday also, you know, we're still going to be saying the Shir Shayom anyways. It's not that big of a deal. However, when we're talking about Mincha, right, you could still argue that maybe if we're not sure if the witnesses are going to come, you're not going to say it at all. Because in that case, by Mincha, um, if the witnesses come, you're not going to be saying the Shir Shayom. You're going to be saying uh, the, the, the Shir for Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, maybe in that case, you could argue not to say anything at all um, out of concern that uh, just in case, you know, in case the witnesses do come, we don't want to have said the wrong one that we shouldn't have been saying. Um, all right. Friends, well, that was Dafa Muhammad of Masech Rosh Hashanah, another involved 
daf over here. Uh, the page, the, the, the daf started off with the opinion of Rav Huna, who was talking about that when we say that, in, that Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka said that any place where there's a Bezdin can blow shofar on Shabbos nowadays. So Rav Huna said that that is um, in Bezdin. That's with Bezdin. The question is, what does that mean? So we had said it means in front of Bezdin. Okay, fine. Robert asked the Kasha, said it. We said it means in front of Bezdin. There's another way to understand Rufuna that actually it's not talking about blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah of Shabbos. Actually, it's talking about blowing shofar on um, Yovel of uh, on Yom Kippur of Yovel. That um, Rufuna says that anybody could blow the shofar, but it would have to be uh, during the time that Bezdin is in session, right? In Bezdin, meaning at the time that Bezdin is in session. Okay, fine. Um, then we got to a new Mishnah, which we had seen in Mesech Tosoka, which is that Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai said that while during the time of the Beis HaMikdash, the Lulav would be taken only in the Beis HaMikdash all seven days and outside of the Beis HaMikdash only one day. But um, once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, Zecher HaMikdash, to remember the Beis HaMikdash, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai said that even outside the Beis HaMikdash, we would take the Lulav for seven days. And he also said that on the 16th day of Nisan, Chodosh uh, nowadays is Osir all day. Um, we saw two opinions why. The first one is that it's Osir on the 16th all day, Midirah Bonon, out of concern that, well, what if the Beis Amikdash is built at night um, and the, and the, um, it'll take the whole day, basically the 16th, to get the Korban Omer together. And we're concerned that, well, if people say, well, last year already we were able to eat Chadash on the 16th, and maybe they'll eat Chadash the next year on the 16th. So in that case, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka is concerned for that case. And he says, look, the entire 16th day, do not eat Chadash. The other opinion is that actually Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka holds that Midah Oraisa. When it says that Etzim Ayomazeh, it means that throughout the entire 6th day, you're not allowed to eat Chadash uh, when there is no Beis HaMikdash. Whereas when there's a Beis HaMikdash, once the Omer is offered, you can already eat Chadash. Then we got to another um, Mishnah, which we had seen in Masech the Beitzah, which is that they made a Takana that once the Korban Talmud Shobin Arbaim is offered on um, uh, Rosh Hashanah, they no longer accept, right, on the 30th day of El, they no longer accept witnesses about the new moon. Um, because once the Korban Talmud Shobin Arbaim is offered, then they would have made a mistake uh, with the, uh, regarding the song that they sing with the Korban Talmud Shobin Arbaim. Um, <clears throat> And therefore, so the question is, what kind of mistake did they make? In Bava, they would say the mistake that they made is that they wouldn't say any song at all because they weren't sure which was the right song. Whereas Reb Zeyre says that no, they would say the weekday song and then when the witnesses come later, it would turn out that it was Rosh Hashanah so they made a mistake with the um, song. Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai then said that now that the Beis HaMikdash, um, now that there's no Beis HaMikdash, we can accept testimony about the new moon the entire day of, the entire 30th day of Elul. Friends, that was Daf. Lamed of Mesechta Rosh Hashanah. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace out.